clubhouse. Sometimes male podcasters are a little bit douchey. Uh, they like to mansplain and things like that. And it's like there are enough of those voices out there without bringing them on our show so that they can tell us how they're the expert in what we do. Welcome to Interview with a Podcast, a Pod Clubhouse original. I'm Caroline from Daily Review. And I'm Mike from Pop Culture Review. Each week on Interview with a Podcast, we sit down for a chat with a podcast or website and its creators. Here at Pod Clubhouse, our main goal is to create a community of collaboration among podcasters and their friends. If someone has something to say, has a passion for a topic, we want the Clubhouse to be a way for content creators to find their voice. Through Interview with a Podcast, we'll be able to highlight a diverse array of podcasts from TV to music, movies to comedy. Maybe there'll be a sports podcast one week or a DIY home projects podcast. Hopefully we can help you discover the next must-listen-to true crime podcast. Each episode gives you, the listener, a chance to meet and decide if their podcast is a fit for you. That's right. We've got two goals here. With Interview with a Podcast, we hope to be a destination for listeners to get curated podcast recommendations. And for content creators, we hope to be an outlet to increase visibility and listenership. It's the rising tide lifts all boats approach to collaboration. If there's a podcast you think we should feature on Interview with a Podcast... Send us a DM, and we'll see if we can set up an interview. And with that, I think it's time we get to this week's guest. This is Caroline. And this is Mike. Welcome to Interview with the Podcast. Tonight, we're talking with Liz and Heather from the Nerdy Bitches Podcast. Hey, ladies. How are you doing? Thanks so much for coming to the clubhouse tonight. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you heard me, but I said thank you, so I'm not rude. Anyway. You will already, I feel you're very mannerly. <laughs> Sure, sure. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Manners, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. That's, that's I, I could tell. <laughs> yeah. I bought this tea towel recently that says, act like a lady, think like a boss. And I thought it was so cool. And then I thought, I have no one I would tell to act like a lady. So now I don't mm -hmm. know what to say. <laughs> Who the yeah, hell am I going to give this to? We made a comment on a show one time and we just said, we're classy as fuck. Like, that's just how we do our thing. <laughs> and a friend, like the next guest we had on the show was somebody who designs cards and t-shirts and that kind of stuff. And she brought us note cards that said classy as fuck. And I was like, oh, yes. So. <laughs> that is an amazing guest. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, pretty awesome. So. Tell us about y'all's podcast, Nerdy Bitches, and how you guys met each other and decided to do this together. So... I had been searching for a podcast that I would be interested in for a very long time, and I could not find any. So enter Liz. <laughs> so I called up Liz. Liz, you can tell the rest of the story because you tell it better. <laughs> so I get a message. Now, Heather and I have known each other for what, like, what year is it? Uh, like been a long 13, time. 14 years now. I met her through her husband. Uh, he actually, when I was working in HR, I work in training and development and I hired his company to come in and present some stuff to my people. And we just became really good friends, hit it off. And then I met Heather because she probably thought I was having an affair with her husband because we're friends, but it was not because I'm classy as fuck and I would never do that. But <laughs> so we, 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 very mannerly, very mannerly. <laughs> I like, I like the order in which you prioritize why you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Your manners over it just being wrong. Well, it is wrong. It's anyway. polite not to sleep with other people's husbands. It, Gosh. It well, it's, people it's you're a, friends with anyway. Geez. It's a rule. I was married to a dick at the time. So it's kind of like, 
a pretty solid rule in my book. But anyway, she wanted to come and meet me because they talk about me apparently at work. Uh, one of the ladies that worked there says like, oh, we've had a shrine to you in our office. I was like, that's weird. Thanks. But they, we're good friends. So I met her. We had so much in common. We've been fast friends ever since. And I get an email from her and it must have been a couple months after my birthday. I think I'd had a birthday party and we just sat and talked. I was like, 40 people there, but we just talked to each other the whole time. And it's always like, oh my gosh, I wish we were like recording this because we're saying some really cool stuff. And then you just move on with life and forget. So I get an email from Heather one day that says, hey, I have an idea that's going to be a lot of work, a ton of fun and make absolutely no money. Are you in? That sounds familiar. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah. That was literally the whole email. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in because that describes every one of my favorite projects ever. So when I was like, yes, I'm in. What are you talking about? Because I don't know. And I didn't really care at that point. It's like, yes, that sounds great. So she's talking to me about podcasts. I'm like, awesome. What's podcast? Because I wasn't a listener. I didn't know anything about this. We've been doing this, what, six years, Heather? Yeah, something like that. It's something been like a while. I think, we, I think we started it six years ago. October-ish, but we didn't release until January. So it's been a while. Heather told me that she's been looking for something and there's a gap. There was a gap in the podcast industry where it was, her words, a sausage fest. There were not enough lady podcasts out there that were not like titillating, like sex talk and stuff. She's like, I, I need something to listen to. So let's make it I'm like, okay, let's do that. Now, you guys describe yourselves as lifelong nerdy bitches. Your podcast, though, is much wider than typical geekdom stuff. I mean, granted, there's a bunch of that. You're in the middle of like doing a Tolkien book <laughs> book month, you know, long, yeah. you know, month uh, book club of of him. So certainly geeky, certainly nerdy. But where do the interests come from? I mean, you guys are kind of hitting all of pop culture. Is there one particular thing that interests you more than something else over the course of doing the podcast? Part of the podcast we have done is we've actually tried to trade fandoms with each other and so she made me watch Battlestar Galactica and I made her watch Doctor Who things like that those are kissing cousins I mean that's not worlds apart from each other I know though. but we're also you know trying to expand our horizons a bit we had like an introduction to anime uh, episode where we brought in people that really loved anime and wanted to talk about it because we we're like yeah we don't really know it uh, and mm -hmm. so we're, you know, we're okay with anything. And then we also talk about life issues and because we see it a little bit different just because we're women and, you know, it's, sometimes people don't understand like what type of gift to get uh, a girl that's also a nerd or somebody or how to talk to people. And we have that a lot mm -hmm. where we, you know, we talk about holidays and kind of how to navigate the holidays. We understand that a lot of people that recognize themselves as nerdy may or may not uh, feel comfortable in social situations. So most of the time, these conversations are like, it's okay to say no, and you don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, You're not I think, required to do anything. <laughs> I think we also started and, you know, she has fandoms that she likes. I have fandoms that I like, but we also have a ton that cross over. But we also expanded the definition of what nerdy means. So for us, it's a passionate fandom. Anything can fall into that. If I were a massive sports nerd, that's a thing. And, and not just like, I like to watch sports, but like, I know all the stats and I know all the people. I was married to a jock who was also a sports nerd, even though he would have never, never taken the title of nerd. But in our opinion, that's what it is. It also gives us a lot more to talk about 
that, you know, that's going to have lasting power. You don't want to get something that is so niche that you've talked about it for six episodes and now we have, we're done. Like right. we've now you're just staring at each other. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. like, we've done this as far as we possibly can. Um, what, now what? So we try to stay, you know, again, we have our own stuff that we like, but we recognize that like we're neither one of us is uh, big into cosplay. We hadn't been big into anime. They're just different things that we're like, we should bring people on who know this stuff. Let's do that. And uh, like neither one of us are mothers. Uh, I work with a lady who has a podcast called the MILF podcast, where it's about motherhood and sexuality and business and all sorts of stuff. And so we had her on to talk about mom culture because we're women. We should be talking about some of this stuff, but we don't have that experience. So we have to bring someone in who does. And we just asked all of our mom culture questions, like why are so many moms winos? And you know, the things like that. (laughs) You have to have alcohol to love your children. I don't know. So I know, but it helps. It's my, (laughs) it's my experience. But that's, yeah. In all of Mike's mothering. <laughs> I am a mother. You are a mother. He is a Sorry, mother. I am, I am a mom, non-mom. So I don't have children of my own, but I have a gaggle of nieces and nephews and friends' children who call me aunt. And I say that competitive anting is my sport of choice. And I am a gold medalist. I'm very good at it. So I get the mom stuff, but I get to like send them away. Like just send them back. I Go feel home. that yeah. over the weekend, I was like holding someone else's baby and they were like, oh, it's time for them to eat. And I just like subtly put the child down and just like wandered away. Wandered I was like, away. I didn't That's sign right. on for that shit. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't saying I would like care for your baby for the day. <laughs> right. I just right. held it for a minute and I was just like, oh, no, dude, like I'm not taking over your chore list. Like, here you yeah. go. For me, this, that's... Is not, this is not high school, right? This is not, this yeah. is not home ec, right? We're not going to take care of like, an egg for the day. I, I, no. I fall into that trap a lot where because people know I'm am a good aunt and I like the kids and whatever that they, and I speak fluent toddler, like all the things mm. and they come over and they're like, Oh, hold my baby. And then they're gone. And yeah. Like, they just, listen, they just scoot right out of there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've gone, I've got a drink. I'm done. I left her with Liz. I'm good. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's a reason I don't have children because I don't, I'm not required to do this. So I had a, a cousin did this to me at a party one time at my aunt and uncle's house. And they have a house that's, up on stilts, you know, like oh, of course, areas. and it's got an open pool and probably yeah. crocodiles and some other. <laughs> well, this is like up on stilts. It's like thirty feet in the air, and this toddler is about to go over the rails, and someone mm. else catches her before she falls because, of course, no one is watching. And then they bring her to me. They're like, "Um, does this belong to you?" I was like, "It does not. Thank you." Her mother's <laughs> over there. Like, no, that's that one's not mine, and I'm not taking responsibility for the fact that you're a shitty parent. So I like I like that. He's like, this, does this belong to you? <laughs> I love the idea of like checking tags. I know. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't have any of those. Thank you. I'm good. So. so when you guys are thinking about your topics, what would you consider your demographic? Is this someone who does need to be versed in the nerd universe? Or are you sort of acclimating people who maybe come from a different world, but you could kind of get them well versed in what's going on? Or really, you just got to know what you're already talking about. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> we actually kind of got surprised because I, you know, was thinking that our, our demographic would be women who were also nerdy and interested in female viewpoints on some of these things. And really, our most of our listeners, at least the vocal ones, are men and kind of nerdy themselves. So Yeah, that was shock. And then we'll, and then we'll start talking about period stuff and we're like, oh, sorry, dudes. <laughs> 
But we're really not. That's okay. They can be humans and be informed about what goes on. (laughs) I know. Well, that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we're like the cosmopolitan magazine of nerdy uh, women. But better. Right. Well, obviously nice. better. I mean, otherwise <laughs> they just made a Cosmo. The joy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, I've convinced her to go out on a date of me. What do I a date with me? What do I do with her now? We had you a know? whole episode of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we have an episode of that. And then we were taking a week off and we have a really good group of podcasting friends. Like we actually have massive groups of podcasting friends, but we have one that is local. They're all people we know in person and they're amazing people, very friendly guys. Up until I was like last year, we've never had a guy on the show. We'd never had any male guests other than my husband running a D&D game for us and Heather's husband popping in as our producer from time to time. Very rare that we've ever had a dude on the show. You know, we we did have one or two and then we said, you know, Hey guys, because one of our friends uh, runs a show called the Bri-Fi podcast and he does comic books and he had like laryngitis or something. He was sick and he's like, Oh, haha! If anybody wants to take over my show, I was like, I'll do it. Sure. Why not? That sounds great. And so I, I did a solo show for him, which I'd never done before. So that was weird. And I did an intro to bad romance novels, like tips and tropes and things that come up in bad romance novels, because I just really thought his five male comic book readers would love listening to that. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Anyway, so I decided we should return the favor and say, hey, do you guys want to take over our show for the week and just, you know, talk about whatever. Just be cool, dudes, whatever. They're like, yeah, great. (sighs) Wow. That was not a a um, book you necessarily wanted to open. Oh, no. no, it was a mistake. <laughs> I love them still, and and thank thank you to the magic of editing that we made them still dateable. Because <laughs> whoa, I was like, like oh, hmm. nobody can hear that. <laughs> and if she didn't even show up in a fucking Sailor Moon outfit, uh, like, what like, the right. fuck? It's like I'm wearing the backseat of the car, and I'm like, oh. Like, oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. Like, we're not, yeah. Well, like, we're not prudish about our show. Like, we're not, but we're not openly talking about, you know, middle-aged married sex because, well, there's a myth. But it's just, like, not something we talk about. We have other things that, there are other shows for that. Do that. So, this was just, like, a little bit of a, okay, next time, guidelines. That would be good. We should give them some guidelines. (laughs) Yeah. But we have found that I think the guys are looking for that peek behind the curtain when they're listening to our show. And they've become friends with us. And we worried when we started our show, at like January of 2015, was like 12 minutes after Gamergate came out. And so women nerds and geeks were basically being targeted and hunted and destroyed if they said anything like i like video games they're like and so we were very concerned going into this that we were going to be attacked and have issues like this but we never have it's really like we had like three trolls pop up in the course of six years so that's i don't know it's something it's pretty cool yeah that's that's good statistics i think that's really good I mean, you guys, you yeah. guys are, you know, in a, in a male dominated world, mm, especially in that, that niche, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you guys are kind of fighting a good fight. Actually, I wanted to ask you about that because you are somewhat of the OGs of podcasting. I mean, you have been literally podcasting since before it was cool to podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're the grandmas of podcasting. Is what I would never like say, say that. You're, you're like the hot <laughs> ants. That's, that's what that'll work with, too. So. That's, that's better. What would you say the biggest change has been either for you guys over the years or just what you've seen in the landscape of podcasting over the six years? 
obviously it's the exponential growth. We used to go to cons and, and some cons were very podcast centric, like the podcasting groups exploded. And I went to a con just last, you know, right before everything shut down. I think it was February and um, went to a con and then they just had this little podcaster meet and greet on the um, schedule. So we went to it. It was packed and it was just filled with podcasters that wanted to talk about their podcast and go on. And it was a very niche convention. It was a Doctor Who convention. And so it wasn't huge. It was tiny. And still this room was packed and everybody was it was crazy how many people you meet and how many people want to learn more about podcasting because it's fun. I mean, What's not to like about talking about shit you love? It's true. I mean, especially, I mean, we live in a culture now where everyone, because of social media, feels that they have, you know, have an outlet to kind of express it. And so I think, especially in COVID times, that's why you've seen the the blow up of podcasting. It's created a, a nice network. And it's one of those things where it's not competitive like a lot of these others are. It's kind of a rising water raises all ships, right? Everybody really helps each other out, and we always give each other tips and tricks and editing uh, advice and hardware advice when people ask, because we were new at once, too. When we were forming Pod Clubhouse, that was literally one of our governing ideas, the rising tide lifts all boats kind of analogy, the, the mm -hmm. idea of focus on collaboration. So, no, we totally get that here. Uh, how about you, Liz? What would you say the biggest change has been over the years? I think... For me, the biggest thing that I've noticed has been the increase in the number of women-hosted podcasts and women-centric podcasts that we have seen. When we started, like I said, there was a hole. Like, we didn't have really anybody, you know, even, even all the big people didn't come until later. Like, the bigger shows and whatever didn't come in until later. So, it was us and, like, one other lady nerd podcast that was here in Houston where I live or Heather lived at the time, but she's moved away. But so that was all we knew. They split up yeah, shortly dude. thereafter and they probably have never spoken again, but that's all we knew. And we just didn't see a lot. So over the course of time and us meeting friends and making podcast connections about three years in, we started hanging with other lady podcasters that were on Twitter or Instagram or wherever. And we were a part of the first like 12 podcasts to come together in what we now call lady pod squad so this went from 12 shows and we now have it's over a thousand members so maybe we're like 1800 that's that's all i know it used to be we used to like chat on slack and then one day you log in i'm like there are 6500 messages here yeah there's um, a lot slack has, has calmed down a lot but we have a facebook group that is huge like i said this turn this started out as a twitter dm and i am a, a an admin and a moderator for this lady pod squad group so other than just being a group of people who talk to each other and ask questions we have done like facebook live training videos my area of expertise, I guess, is kind of community building, you know, meeting other shows and actually getting to know them. And that's how we raise our stock, I guess. It's not just interacting or throwing out the fanciest graphic, but it's actually getting to know people and building those relationships so that they want to promote our show. Honestly, even if they've never listened to it, we still have a pretty decent sized army who will promote our shows. They play our promo on their podcast. And we love that. We love, you know, we don't have to have the largest number of downloads or followers, but I would rather have the small dedicated army of people who will always be there than a million people who show up once and never come back.
So since a lot of other podcasts also listen to interview with a podcast, do you recommend that people get into networks like that? Or or how would you even go about looking for something like that? What are the benefits to being in a network? The Lady Pod Squad is not a network. It's just a collaboration, basically. It's a very large group collaboration, but we're not doing what the networks do. So... Well, it's not reshoot. We are doing all the things, but nobody's making any money off of it. I guess it's the, it's like the difference. Yeah. Our RSS feeds aren't networked. Like, like uh, sometimes you would normally see on a network. Right. So more of a community than. Yes, it is a community Mm -hmm. and it's open to anyone who is female or female identifying. We want to be very inclusive, but we're also giving women a safe space because what we find is especially sometimes. And I'm sorry, Mike, sometimes male podcasters are a little bit douchey. Uh, They like to mansplain and things like that. And it's like there are enough of those voices out there without bringing them on our show so they can tell us how they're the expert in what we do. Again, we we are very, Heather and I are very um, protective of our show and making sure that we are in charge of the content that we put out and we're not going to let someone come on our show and railroad us or try to take over or just you know, and, and then again, we have our own friends that come on the show and they're awesome, but they're also like really unguarded and say weird things. And we want to protect them from that as well. And so we edit that down so that we still control the message that's going out as, as best we can. So we may or may not have a blacklist of people who don't have on a guest on your show. We might. Yeah. We might we, uh, the Lady Pod Squad does as well. <laughs> we we may have a uh, a list of good dude bros and ones to be avoided. And and, and again, that, this isn't that's like smart oh. in real life. That's smart mm-hmm. in podcasting. Yeah, I've always wanted to start one for like your ex, where you could go and report him, so that other women could go and check the. But dude, I, I think Book of Lies does that. When when we talked to Sunny Brandy, they mm-hmm. said that they if you called up and told them that your ex's shenanigans, they mm-hmm. would totally put it out there yeah. and like I let the them, other ladies the know. They have like, oh, they have like, right? a, um, like a like a podcast burn book that they go. Yeah, <laughs> Brandy and Sunny are some of my favorite people. They are absolutely awesome. And so that's the thing. We know we know the people. We know. Yeah, they've done a, a, a variety of things with Pod Clubhouse. So they've been fantastic. So since you've been doing this for a while, a lot of us are like, man, don't go back and listen to one of our first episodes. It's super embarrassing. We didn't have our groove yet. Like, don't listen to those. Do you have an episode if people are just jumping in to listen to the podcast where you feel like, okay, this is a great example of all the things you're going to get when you listen to us? Ah, I like them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've gone back and cleaned up one because it went just because it ran too long and re mm-hmm. issued it but re-released yeah they're all pretty good in the the benefit of the introduction show is first of all it's basically not edited and we describe how we're taking back bitches right we mm-hmm. were uh we were sick of it being a slur we were sick of people referring to somebody as bitchy as an insult we're like you know what if you want to call us a bitch we're going to own it so i do like the intro for that it's pretty messy because we just talk. People hear what they hear because we did not clean it up. We didn't edit it. And we, in fact, we didn't edit for a very long time. It just became, the crosstalk became too difficult when we were across the world from each other. So we kind of, ed- we have to edit now, but. Yeah. With like the first 93 episodes had no editing at all. <laughs> so no, hey, y'all are brave. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have tangent. <laughs> we also, I will say also, we recorded in person for the majority of those first episodes because we live in the same town or we did live in the same town. 
Heather's husband was producing our show. He had been in podcasting for five or six years before we decided to start one. So he was able to really coach us on how to record cleanly. And since we were sitting across the table from each other, we could see the visual clues of don't interrupt, don't talk over this a little bit better than what we can do when we are recording remotely. Three years in, Heather and Craig had to move to, I didn't have to move, they moved to California. So it became a whole different ballgame, learning how to record remotely. And once we started doing that, we took over any of the production stuff from him so that, you know, we were strong, independent women and we got our thing going and we started editing. And I don't know about you, Heather, I, I just kind of fell in love with it. Like I love being able to clean it up and make it sound a lot. We sound a lot more polished and we sound a lot less interrupty than we did if we don't edit. So I feel like it also allows you to kind of just say whatever, because, you know, mm -hmm. if you go too far and then you're, <laughs> you, 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 you back, have a yeah. safety net. Yeah. So yeah. it allows you to have some freedom because you're like, it's fine. You know, I'm just going to go there. I always like yeah. using this example. We were doing an interview and he told the most bizarre, inappropriate story for about 10 minutes was just <laughs> all by himself in the world, just going off, blowing up people's spots, naming names. It was <laughs> amazing and never something that was ever going to air literally before i shut my computer down i had a phone call and an email from the network rep saying please you have to cut that out right. all of that has to go it, it was it was hysterical was it that guy from the texas chainsaw massacre that we had at comic palooza because oh that white guy was bonkers he was trying to find the weed and he was <laughs> uh, i'm serious like this guy was gunner? coming up or people. like he's actually from Texas Chainsaw? Not like the Gunner? first one, like the new the, one. The oh, one. yeah. Mm. We met the we met Gunner in Austin, and he was a weirdo. Yeah, yes. our friend was hosting this guy's panel, moderating this panel, and it happened at the same time. We every year at Comic Palooza do a live podcast where we play cards against humanity with our audience which is awesome. And it was amazing. But of course, all these things tend to run at the same time. So we missed that part. But we got to see him work his action in the bar, just randomly walking up to people asking for weed. We're like, you know, yeah. this is Houston, not Denver, right? Like Very yeah. smooth. Like, or Austin, for that matter. I've never made it to Comic Palooza. It's always it's one of the cons I haven't been to that's on my list to go because they always get they great guests. Mm -hmm. No, it's a great it's a great show. And Caroline and Paul are actually also in Houston. So. We are nice. Shut True up! That. I'm in Houston. Yeah, we totally are Northeast. Hey. I'm uh, halfway between Houston and Galveston. So yeah, so, oh, okay. so you're a little southeast um, on me. Yeah, huh? yeah. So you're like three <laughs> hours apart. That's right. That's how it works. Yeah. 45 miles right. either exactly. direction the state of delaware it's gonna still go. in houston go. <laughs> exactly i tried to explain <laughs> that to mike because he's up in new york and i'm like no, no no this is like like i i'm like three states away from like, yeah. like your no area. no like seriously my uh one of my partners works up in uh my business partner works up in the woodlands and oh, so yeah. from where i am you know 20 miles north of galveston and where she is 20 miles south of the sun it's literally <laughs> the distance half the like one way is half the distance across the state of Delaware, like up and down. I'm like, that's bonkers. And I'm still <laughs> in the same town. But that's very, so it, was like, it takes an hour to get to Houston from Houston. 
When you guys look back over the podcast, like what's a memorable moment, either something that was just went like completely sideways or something that was just an unexpected kind of like joyous gift? I would say the first time we hit a 10,000 download month, I lost my brain and it was insane because we you know we like our show and it's a good quality show but when you have the word bitches in your title it is very hard to promote in a lot of places a lot of you know like facebook won't let us run ads instagram like they don't we can't do that like other people can to promote our show so it stays very small and very tight so what and this was during Podcoin's reign and it's like the first month and we we beat joe rogan on their top charts for that wow. month like the whole month and it was for me the coolest things i do a lot of the back end stuff with social media and marketing and whatnot so that for me was like awesome it is not maintained because Podcoin went to crap but it was still really cool <laughs> I, mean, I would i would def- i would start every conversation i had like at the supermarket or anywhere else like go to the bank and be like hey you know who had ten thousand downloads this month <laughs> this guy. was like wasting on i put like all these pictures from their top like top podcast lists where we are standing on top of joe rogan and uh, trevor noah and all this other stuff but i was like yes that was it for me when we do the conventions they are super fun and we and especially comic palooza and so you know i always make a i make sure to go out back to cal back to houston for the convention because it is such a wonderful place to meet to re link up with all of our podcasting friends and uh, meet new people like when we have those live podcasts we'll have people on the that said you know hey remember last year when i talked to you i asked you about podcasting well i jo- i made a podcast and things like that and it's uh it's just been super exciting to meet all of these people and find find this forum where we can all be together snarky and nobody cares except they do like us to edit our name in their program book is that like an asterisk instead of the i something like that yes it is that's exactly what it is but we've also in being part we've been part of the comic palooza program for the last four years i think four or five years and again we've met a lot of awesome people and we've you know i've gotten to host some or moderate some panels i did a a women in comics panel or diverse supposed to be diversity in comics but it was three white ladies on a dais i'm like that's not very diverse (laughs) folks uh but but you know we've so we've gotten opportunities but one of the coolest things i think we've done as a part of that is that we have uh, hosted a couple of women in podcasting 101 kind of courses so we've had a ton of people who come in and they want to see like how do you do this how do you get away from the trolls how do you get away from these other people and being able to you know kind of be a person of influence in that realm is great and again for me having a long history in training and development this is it's right up my bag to try to help people learn stuff right up until they want me to do it for them without paying me that's that's where my altruism ends like listen i'll tell you what you want to know if you want my hands to work on it 
you gotta pay me. So I, we, we feel you so much. Paul is in training and um, instructional design and stuff mm. for oil and gas. And so it's same. It's like someone's will be like, Hey, so can you like do our entire Christmas card or whatever? And he's like, ah, I can tell you what you can do, but like, mm-hmm. stop. I'll be stop. happy to give you stuff. Otherwise yeah, I can have software borrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so do you guys ever have guests on the podcast? You said yes, but mm-hmm. do you have a specific dream guest that you'd really like to have on? I think our first ever dream guest was Felicia Day because we love her as a lady nerd and in all of her entertainment stuff. And we did her book. One of the things we do on our show is we do a regular book club. So every couple of months we pick a book and we talk it to death and have a great time with it. And we did her autobiography right before she came to Comic Palooza and we got to get our picture with her. So that would be kind of full circle cool to get her on the show. Yeah, I think my other one would probably be somebody like you mentioned Michelle Obama. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love her. That would be so we kind of like, you know, historically, we have a guest on the show and we kind of drink and it's not a official Q&A. They don't do interviews. Yeah. So somebody (laughs) we could kind of get drunk with. I'm I'm good with that. So I don't know if I feel comfortable getting drunk in front of Michelle Obama. I don't know. She goes. I think she'd be down. Yeah, I think so too. I think she's. I saw her drink wine in CVS with Ellen. That's a that's close enough, right? I think I saw that. (laughs) But like, like Michelle, I just love because she's so she seems really down to earth and very approachable. The Secret Service would probably not agree with that, but I really, really like her, and she's cool. But I think for our show, like Heather said, we don't really interview people because we get nervous doing it like we're like we're gonna ask questions like chris farley on snl we're like remember that time you did that thing that was was so cool it was that was really cool like that's how i feel when it comes to sit down and interview somebody so what we like to do is we like to make them part of the show whatever the topic is that we're talking about like i said my friend jen came on to talk about moms in pop culture we hit all of the like stereotypes that you see in entertainment and it was just really fun to do so We had last year the lady who is the executive director of Shark Allies come on because I'm a giant shark nerd. And my theme month for September last year was Shark Month, and we covered all these movies. So we had this, this, um, we had her come on to talk to us about the Meg, which we talked about for about 47 seconds. And then we just ended up asking her a bunch of shark questions because when you have an expert, you do the thing. And then we had to do another episode where we actually talked about the Meg because there's a lot of Jason Statham's abs in that movie and we wanted to discuss. They, they needed to be discussed. Yes, they had I, to be I, discussed. Yeah. So <laughs> not Ruby Rose not Ruby Rose's amazing haircut. In, I love uh, her. No, no, we love her. She's awesome. Uh her hair's really weird, but I, I liked it anyway. But like, we have a lady that we are working on scheduling to come on and we're gonna talk to her about watching porn. So, you know, you just pick things where they come. Um, you yeah. gotta be interested in this in what they're gonna say you know yes. i'm like okay i gotta hear about how you got into this line of work come on she's a, she's a porn stuff. reviewer i'm like how i need yeah. more who, i need to know more who reads those reviews and i so, don't know who writes we, them uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, sometimes the plot really matters. Not that I know, but I've heard people talk about that the plot really matters. I so. think that's just what they say about magazines, right? Just for the articles? Yes. Yeah. We exactly. had a, a comedian on, uh, Liz Pageant, and it mm-hmm. went into an entire episode of Why We Love Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And I love Caroline, that. oh my God, it's your jam. 
is my jam. (laughs) Yeah, I told Heather, I was like, you know, I am such, I am 100% obsessed and have been for years with with the Golden Girls. I was like, why do we never cover this? So we're, I think we're actually going to start doing like season reviews going forward. Do you know that Hulu has separated out into into categories? So like, if you want to watch just Stan episodes, like they have it chunked out like that. Who wants yeah, to watch Stan episodes? I know, like but worst. that still kills me. Like, I'm like, wait, what? Like, someone took the time at Hulu to be like, you know what we need to do? Let's yeah. jump this out a little bit. I was like, well, I think, I, think I would do that as well. It's like, can I watch the ones where Blanche isn't a weird racist? That would be great. Because every <laughs> time luck. I wander across these, I'm like, Ooh, or the, uh, when they're like super homophobic, and you're like, yes. Oh, as much as yeah. I love this show, he finally accepts Clayton up. though and loves him. Yes, so you finally. know, and his partner. So is there know. a category Doug. for picture it Sicilian episodes? Because oh, there there's there is Sophia. Sophia actually, the funny thing is on Hulu it says Golden Girls with Estelle Getty, and it doesn't even list off everybody else. <laughs> And she's the picture for every single episode. It's, it's, it's a like her, her, grand, her okay. granddaughter's now running yeah. the scene. Like, yeah. I run Hulu. So, <laughs> so I've um, noticed something like like the new Peacock channel. I don't know if you guys have that one. We have them all. Yes. Like they've got the back episodes of Punky Brewster on there. They're about oh, to have yeah. a reboot on that. And Saved by the Bell, same thing. It's like, we just need to go back and watch some of these. We do a series called Does It Hold Up? And uh, go back and watch them because that's a lot you of definitely fun. Definitely should. Definitely. Isn't it sad, though, when something doesn't hold up? Yes. I follow a lot of movie podcasts, and every time they do something from the 80s that I remember fondly, I always cringe (laughs) a bit because I'm always so afraid to go back and watch the thing, either because it's just horrible or because it's super racist or, you know, whatever the reason is. So much just doesn't hold up, and I don't want to jeopardize the happy memory I have from my childhood. <laughs> yeah, so. it's yeah. definitely problematic. Uh, we, we've come across some that we're like, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> or you accidentally, like, show it to your kids at a different age than you saw it. Right. So, like, I saw Back to the Future when I, was, when I was pretty young, so I only know it as, like, a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. We showed it to our kids later, and they were like, "Wow, that was that was like a romance." It's like, why is he making out with his mom? Yeah, like, but it was like, I, yeah, I guess it was a love story. I only paid attention to the DeLorean, like completely. Like, I guess you're right, but shit, okay. Yeah, I made a. I don't know if you know them. Our friends Brent and PJ have a podcast called Home Video Hustle, and they go back and they look at all these old movies and shit. And I've been one of their Patreon subscribers for a while because we're friends and that's what you do. They're like, hey, Liz, what movie would you like to see us cover? And I'm like, <laughs> I would like to see you cover the pirate movie from like 1983. This is Australia's version of a like a blooper filled Pirates of Penzance. It is amazing. <laughs> With and the music and the singing? Yes. And like... model of the modern major general but with like the rolling stones and shit and yeah no no this movie is amazing (laughs) and i could not wait for these two guys to to watch this show and they made all my dreams come true with it they really do the only thing i was disappointed in is because they watched it on youtube like if you want to watch this the whole thing is on youtube but apparently the sound is kind of shitty so they were missing out on a lot of the in jokes that i thought Mm. they would really dig but mm-hmm. it was delightful. So, see, you make friends, and then you make them watch horrible, horrible things for your own entertainment. 
if, <laughs> if you guys are looking for a suggestion of stuff that doesn't hold up well, mm-hmm. I highly suggest Moon Over Parador from mm-hmm. 1988, I think it is, 88, 89. It's Richard Dreyfus. It's Raul Julia. It's like Dave. Do you remember the movie Dave? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's like that, but with a South American kind of dictator. <laughs> and Richard Dreyfus ends up having to play like Raul Julia, I believe. Oh, and it's, nice. Yeah, so lots of great accents that are not offensive or culturally insensitive. <laughs> right, not it's, at all. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yes, yes, yes. In in my mem- mind palace, it was a very funny <laughs> movie that I enjoyed. I will yeah. never rewatch that movie, though, because it'll destroy it. So. That's how I was yeah. with, like, Willow. Like, my husband loves oh. that movie. He's obsessed with it. I loved it growing up. And we went back and watched it a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, that mm, that's that's not okay. Uh, mm, yeah, so it was bad. Even, see, now I don't even remember what it is that's not going to be okay. So now I have to watch it so I can find I out. Know, so now you can see what's not okay. And you might be upset. There's no, a lot of little people <laughs> references and jokes, very mean things being said. But there's a lot of other really creepy stuff going on as well. It's it's still one of those that, that has dug its way into my brain so hard as like a movie I love that it will stay that way. But there's a lot of things that don't, they don't hold up well. I, I mean, Airplane. I mean, you as funny to me up. now as it yeah. was to me then and it should not be but it you know <laughs> but i find that the one category in my life that always holds up are bad arnold schwarzenegger movies i'm a oh. huge fan Trick question there are his... no bad arnold <laughs> you would think movies. that but you would be wrong um <laughs> i like i like commando is the only one we've actually covered on the show because i love it and it's fantastic and terrible and awesome and there's a lot of them i think they just made like one script in 1983 and spread it out over like five different movies with the same cast it's fine but i recently came across one that we did with our friend or i did with my friends at what were they thinking podcast it's called raw deal and you can find it on amazon prime if you've never seen it and if you want to say there's no such thing as a bad arnold movie that is the one that will prove you wrong all day long it is terrible and a podcaster's dream i love that i love that i think there's one like red heat with uh schwarzenegger and belushi i think it's red sonia Maybe Man, I there's a couple of them that are similar. Something. I was like, I <laughs> that one's not going to hold up, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Red Heat. Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, playing Ivan Denko and Jim Belushi. And Gina yes. Gershon. I mean, you bring Gina Gershon, you know you're in for a good time. So, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, a... she's no Radon Chong, but yeah, <laughs> who are you going to do? <laughs> who I found out like two years ago is actually the daughter of Tommy Chong. And then I was like, well, I feel dumb. So. <laughs> So we got off on a huge tangent there, but we definitely want to know what's like next for you guys. Where do you want to take the podcast? Do you have any big projects coming up? Anything we should know about uh, the plans for Nerdy Bitches? (laughs) (laughs) We plan to podcast. We do. We plan to podcast forever. Yeah, I think that that's our five-year plan. Podcast for another five years. Yeah, there you go. I mean, my my big goal, obviously, would to get us to be to get us a, a lot more exposure because when people and that's what hit us and helped us with Podcoin was that our name sounds interesting. We were able to stay in their bonus podcast for like six months straight, and so our name was visible on something like an Apple you know, podcasts or all of these, they're too big and you can't find a small indie show with a cool name until it pops up in front of you. And we were getting a ton of clicks just from the visibility. So trying to find a way to expand our awesome nerdy army to a slightly larger, awesome nerdy, nerdy army would be fantastic. 
I'm secretly hoping that you guys get the person who's behind Lady Cheeky because I want to know more about her sassy photos out there in the world. When you talk about like women porn, like mm-hmm. that's one mm-hmm. that I'm like, man, whomever started that and whatever her little story is, I would love her to come on Nerdy Bitches and tell some business. I want the lowdown. Text yeah. me her name and I will try to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that out in the universe, like secret people, listen to me. All I right. want you to go on Nerdy Bitches. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. that, And that's the thing. We just, I just haven't tried reaching out to anyone beyond people we know. And so that's, you know, that's the next step. So, yeah, expansion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, tell us where we can find you guys on all of your different platforms and what exactly to be calling you. Is it at Nerdy Bitches? Is it at Nerdy Bitches Pod? What should people be searching? So uh, on Twitter, we are at Nerdy Bitches Pod and we have a, a nice size little army there. It's lots of fun to hang out. We are also at Nerdy Bitches on Instagram and on Facebook. It's got some weird number thing happening in it. So just search Nerdy Bitches Podcast. We also run a, like I said, we have a book club on our show. But in addition, we I run a book club reading challenge Facebook page. So it's a group where we have 80 or so people in there who are reading different books and they're telling us about them, getting recommendations, and it's so fun. So yeah, you can also find us on any of the podcatchers, Nerdy Nerdy Bitches Podcast, and you can find our website, nerdybitches.com, because nobody goes there and it's an adorable site. So, (laughs) Now, what day of the week do you guys come out or how often? Friday, Saturday, and we try to go for weekly. It's been... Uh, it's been a little, because we just did a theme month in September where we did four, four five. weeks in a five, yeah, sorry, five, five weeks in a row of, uh, Hobbit related material. We kind of took a little bit of break right before and right after, but normally we're weekly and Friday, Saturday ish. So usually it's at least, uh, four times a month, but, uh, sometimes it's three. <laughs> life is weird right now it's okay this is an especially I weird know, time I evacuated for for fire I, oh no yeah, and, so that was and we've had like 12 hurricanes head right yeah, towards us so exactly yeah, I know. it's been crazy like, it's one natural disaster after another weird times man title weird of times. my book <laughs> title of your next tape <laughs> See, I was going to say that, and I was like, I don't know. He's like, I shouldn't. HR is going to get all over me. So I put myself on mute, and I said it because of the compulsion, and then now, now I'm back. We're big so. Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans. So. And I, there you go. I said it. We were doing an interview last night, and I said, mm. name of my sex tape. So there you go. So. And then the nun was like, what? What a weirdo. No, she knew. She fucking knew. <laughs> I went to a Catholic high school. She knew. Oh She's like, God. I'm sorry. That's the title of my sex tape. Exactly. <laughs> that's the title of and me. She's like and, swinging her rosary around. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys over on Pod Clubhouse, we love to mix and match our hosts. So anytime that you guys have a show, if you feel like you want a third over with you guys, if you guys want to come on over and sit in on something, but you want a couple of other voices, come hang out in the clubhouse. That's our whole jam. We love that you guys are about collaboration. That's the entire reason why I started the clubhouse. Welcome any old time in the clubhouse, gals. Thank you. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you to Heather and Liz. This is Caroline. And this is Mike. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Interview the Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave us five stars so that we don't cry ourselves to sleep at night. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration 
among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you.